Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Drum. There are cultures, ways along the path, feet that have raised dust, fellow travellers well met while walking. There are crimes to atone for, eyes that have no love for this, intersections in time. Are we who walk? To recognise, to rec- rectify, to reconcile are the ways. You're on Community Radio 3CR, this is the Spoken Word Programme. And I am Santo Katsati. We just heard the voice of Paul Skek, who has just wandered on down to the studio here to speak words on 3CR, spoken word, how appropriate. Basically, the way it's going to work today is as follows. Paul's here in the studio with me, but he's paying no attention to me whatsoever. In fact, Hello, he's, I'm listening. he's not even facing me. He's turned his back on me, such is his regard for me. Uh, in essence, I am treating Paul like a word provider. I switch him on, I switch him off, he spouts words, words and more words. Every now and again I get tired of his words, I switch him off and try something else, but inevitably I will find myself drawn more and more to return to his verbal artistry such that it is, until the 30 minutes of this program is up, at which point I will tie him up and lug him out of the studio lest he unleashes his endless flow of words upon Dr. Joseph Toscano and the ensuing talkback with attitude program. Okay, Paulie, fill the void with more words from that infinite flow. Perspex eyes. How many walls have cracks? How many cracks have walls? These new openings to narrow half-worlds, beating time to oscillating sine waves. There may be creatures with eyeball necklaces instigating insanity. With no eyes there is naught but insight, that's right. So roll on, you fell season. The time of snake's joy burns energy in patterns splendiferous to behold. Insanity equals inability to cope with demented reason. This jewel the serpent cherishes holds more value than webworks in ice. Starbeams on night domes. The matrix... Forms in silver light upon your eyes, we correlate. Okay, Paul Skek. Uh, now, that's not how you say the surname, is it? No, it's um, it's a Croatian surname. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as as those uh, people with a Slavic sort of background might know, Slavic languages and words are pronounced a little bit differently to English ones. And they've so, got those funny signs on top of the letters as well. That's right. Then I'm annoyed at myself because having done an editing course, I can never remember what the technical term for those things. Um, Diacritical marks. Diacritic marks, Ah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, That's right. Uh, The the computer programs list them as accented Roman or accented Latin. That's right. right. It's an accented Latin language, Croatian. I'm I'm on the edge Uh, of my seat here wanting to know how how do you say it. The pronunciation of my surname? Schketz. (laughs) Or at least that's as close to the proper pronunciation that I can get. Apparently, my wife pronounces it better than me. Uh, right. According to um, expert family members. Yes, and, and spells it better on Facebook, too. Yeah, probably. She's discovered probably. the secret of how to actually do it on the computer. Actually, that was me who discovered oh. that. I found I found our accented Latin um, font books, um, font 
library and and loaded that and and basically I found that the the individual sh character which which we like pasted onto our Facebook profiles. Indeed. Yeah, and yeah. what what amazes me about that is just uh how it's a million miles away from the way that everybody else says and the way that I unfortunately said it at the start of this program, skek. I wonder, you know, does does the pronunciation skek mean something completely different in Croatian, like something rude perhaps? Yeah, I'm a bit vague on my like Croatian language. So, Mainly because I only did a couple of night night school classes ah, in Croatian. Right. Like I'm disappointed. About 10, Fifteen uh, years ago, uh, I thought you might do a poem in Croatian. Funny you mentioned that because I did bring. A, I've got. A, a, so I used to go out with a Croatian girl quite a while ago. Um, no, hang on, that but that she wasn't who I got that book of Croatian poetry from. Um, someone else I knew who was doing the Croatian course with me. Well, are you going to read yeah. it anyway? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it out and I'll, oh, really? I'll, I'll try to bash out a few, a few wow. Croatian poems. Okay. Uh, yeah. That would be something. Um, anyway, um, enough uh, tittle-tattle. How about more actual poetry, just in case people thought that what we were doing just then was poetry? Cool. I, I mentioned my wife, Elizabeth Lishy, a few moments ago, and this is one of the first things I wrote for her. I think it was one of those, like, challenge things. She came up with a, two or three words and said, here, write a poem. I'm like, okay. X marks the spot the lizard man dropped. A revelation. We feel ourselves vagaries, free frailties. A convergence of thought, lips, sound, soul. Neon lights your hair in halos. We, all intent, earnest, pushing envelopes ever closer to a flame devouring... We be driven by a purpose high, an eagle soaring patterns web-like in search, eyes all-encompassing. We stomp, twine, and stroll the night, her flashpoints are no adversary, the dragon's eyes gleams, spell to tell, hells to fell, fresh airs to dwell, minds, mouths meld with sunset, meet for sunrise. Wow. Um, your wife, Lish Skek. Oh, should I say Schketz, um, was a guest on this program not that long ago. And, oh, really? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, she didn't tell you about that. Uh, and no, she, she did. She made me listen to the show on, on the way to work when it was on. No, no not well, made she, me, but she, I did it freely. Sorry, interrupting <laughs> you again. Uh, she she opened her program with that alphabetical sex one. She said uh, something about, uh, well, you would have heard it, something along the lines of that uh, that uh, you had to run out of the bathroom when she was having a bubble bath or something to jot down all the uh, amazing ideas that were going through her head then. Mm, yeah, she dragged me into the bathroom with pen and paper and made me record things she found. Have you, uh, uh, has she done stuff like that for you and your poetry? Uh, In other words, what's it like living with someone who's been a guest on 3CR? I mean, who's been, who's also a poet? It's a, it's a delicate balancing act. Diplomacy at its foremost. But I understand Um, that uh, to help you balance, you actually have two children two twins, one male, one female, uh, does that help the balancing act? Ah, yes, you're referring to the twin engines of chaos. Absolutely. In fact, there's probably a piece that explains them somewhat. Oh, I'd love love you to do that right now, if you can find it. Uh, Yeah, it should be titled Twin Engines of Chaos. Twin Engines of Chaos. We learn until we die. We learn more. We die again. Then we learn. It's the universe's way. 
always more to learn to experience. Great spiral wheel, a waft of benevolence. Perhaps DNA know our ancient selves, know the necessity of experience, life, love and library books. Know that feeling of terror, despair, rank amateurishness at the smile of a son, his search for daddy through the house, demanding food and attention, gathering books, tools and clothes. Tyrell and Kendra awake now, daytime now, helping Dad get ready for work, adjusting his tie, making sure there's enough aftershave, leaving bits of breakfast in hard-to-see places. And at the moment of departure for the Swamp Gulag, demanding multiple hugs, kisses, and or to be taken with Dad, we scribe with many little eyes, universes of sensation. Behind lie waiting. We all look back and gasp, and this is why. What brings us joy also brings with it a shadow, for we know that it will not always be so. Your days are finite, your adventures and advantages sub-minimal. Your daughter walks now and will not forever run to you to be protected from the monster, dog, apparition, or unkind alien. Already you were naughty, Daddy, for you have snapped the arm off a cherished toy and not provided Vegemite toast and a push on the swing on demand. How dare you, Daddy? What game is it you play in this box of strange, hasty decisions and subsiding foundations? Well, you're on um, family radio, 3CR there, 3CR community radio, but a very family-oriented poem there from my guest on the spoken word program today, who is, uh, I'm sorry, I no, I should say it the, the proper Croatian way, Paul Schketz even though I've been saying it the other way for the last three years that I've known you. Paul, I just wonder, mm. um, have have you been writing poetry longer than you knew your wife? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, the love affair I with poetry is longer. I started writing yeah, poetry about 19, late 88, I think it was, when I was still in year 11. And what was it like? Uh, Not romantic love poetry, because that's what all my previous guests said their first poems were like. It's so long ago, I can't actually remember, thankfully. <laughs> but no, I, I um, wish was talking about this after her recording experience, and and, and that just like got me to that. And I, I would, I'd been thinking about, well, what was no, I was like because I've always been kind of like a keen observer of the news, and and or just well, my first love is science and an observation of physical reality. So the writing originally was just an extension of that romantic kind of style kind of romantic romantic okay uh, do, do you actually think you've ever written good poetry i'm you know because i mean it's not always automatic that my guests think that they've written good poetry uh, go on I, be brave I, i've written the occasional the occasional poem that's good i may well, even have one or two that are great uh right yeah, possibly um, you know can, can you describe tens, like um tens the, the, of good ones yeah tens of <laughs> Um, can you can you describe what you think was the first good poem you ever wrote? Uh, it, it's it's one, actually one of the first ones I ever wrote was was about like a dead pine sapling outside of my tin shed that I was living in. Uh, that that like uh, back then I I got myself very confused, just like now. <laughs> um, uh, what made it good? What made it good? Well. See, I'd, I'd been reading a lot of things like uh, Brecht, Gerard Manley Hopkins, um, you know, a range of Eastern European and, and may possibly, you know, like my, the sort of background reading that I've that I'd done is, is probably a little bit wider than your average sort of uh, poetry writer. 
being a person who who even though I've been uh, even though I've been speaking English my whole life, it's technically like a second language. Like my brain's all set up to to like you know think and operate and talk and write in in another language, but I've been brought up in this English speaking language. Uh, so I've always been interested in in like the the sound aspect of of uh, of uh, well any communication really. Wow, that's um, uh, exactly my feeling because maybe when I, I was born in Australia, and I presume you were too. Yeah, uh, great, in fact, I was right, born. yeah. But but I didn't speak English until I went to school, uh, aged five. Was that kind of your experience as well? Oh no! Like both my parents spoke English uh, at home. Although, like, well, like with my mum, she she came out to Australia when she was about five. So you know, talk to her, and you'd think she she's like from three, four generations of white Australians. Right. You know, because um, when you were saying that stuff about um, English feels like a foreign language to you, I mean, it feels like that to me, and yet. Obviously, it's my number one language, even though I didn't sort of start speaking it until I was five. I'm, I'm much better at English than I am at, say, Italian. But I feel that that experience of growing up like that kind of has given me um, more of an interest in the sound of the language. I'm really fascinated by the sound of language. I think that's why I got into spoken word in the first place. So what, what is it about the sound of language? You know, can you give some concrete uh, instance of what makes it so fascinating for you? Uh, oh well, any of Jazz Duke's sound poems, uh, for for like a poetic reference, Rilke's uh, Rilke's poems. I'm probably mispronouncing his surname, but I apparently mispronounce practically everything. <laughs> sometimes I do that on purpose, and sometimes <laughs> I don't. And uh, we'll let the listener decide which is which. Hey, uh, or viewer, as I was going to say, what was I? What were we talking about? Um, <laughs>
You're on 3CR. This is the Spoken Word program presented to you today by Santo Cazzati. And we just had a bit of suburban Bucharest there. Now, back to our live and living studio guest, Paul Schketz. Smirt. Drzce zvono, tuče klato, a oblak se crni huze, sad je sinu srce stalo, matere su pale suze. Sad četiri ga nose, pretelje ki ga vole, u fili su ljudi, ki hrcaju i mole. Udvi file mladići gredu, i djelandre delaju tretu. Četiri su ubučeni u crno, svi gledaju z dolu strno. Pop maši usprid, i on je tužani blid. A hrca i plače mati i svitkiga prati. As promised, Paul Schketz reading Croatian. That was a poem called Smrt. What does that mean, Paul? The, the word Smrt means death. And it's spelt in a rather interesting way, isn't it? S-M-R-T. Oh, love it. Who wrote that? I-S. Janko Crujenica. Can you tell us something about uh, him? I could, but it's all in Croatian. Uh, <laughs> I didn't personally buy this book. It was given to me, and uh, I um, seized my Croatian studies before I could actually understand oh. like, or get much of an idea of what it's about. Actually, What I about that poem, though? What was that about? That was about death. Death. Oh, yeah. right. Yes. And as requested, the closest thing I can get to a sound poem. This is called Exile. Teleport me to an alternate dimension... Where speech flows like honeyed air, where wisdom is eaten and none go hungry. This is no elven electronic avatar jousting in gardens of words, musty murk of philosophical dialectic, mingling with the honeysuckle sweet tang of life. Think, we are a miniverse. In us are the mountainous rainforest, bejeweled and fern-filled. We are poison pines seeking a home. Sit upon the beach of dreams, gaze out over oceans of idea, where storms and nightmares. Does not the force of tumultuous abstract strike you a blow, like access denied, the never-loading portal? That's the voice of Paul Schketz, or Paul Skek, on 3CR Spoken Word there. And, uh, Paul, uh, you're someone who performs, or certainly has performed, in the Melbourne grassroots poetry scene quite a bit. Um, can you tell us some some of the most interesting performances that you've given and, like, you know, some of the most interesting reactions or the most interesting environments in which you recited your poetry? You can have some time to think about that. Cool, because I can't offhand think of, remember any. <laughs> okay, time's up. Generally speaking, I, I go on, I read, I perform, I go off, and at that space is like locked off to my regular everyday self. That's not quite what I said when it wasn't recording, but it kind of vaguely expands upon the... So I go on, I do my thing, I go off, and and that that's like another me that's like, you know, locked away from the regular me. That's all and well, but we're not recording, we're live. 
didn't you know that? We're live. Oh, did I say the R word? Well, oh, you're under the impression that we're in the studio recording, but you are, in fact, going live to air at the moment. Yes, hello, Um, everybody. I don't know how I've managed to sound so wakeful this early in the morning. Yes, indeed. Thursday morning, 9 a.m., 3CR, spoken word. So I suppose um, you're a a veteran, a very veteran performer on the spoken word scene, and I guess the performance is just uh, one big, long blur to you and... um, Fame is something that you can just brush off like a, a gnat. Uh, yeah, yeah. That okay, would be, that would be a fairly good description. I re- I remember um doing doing a gig at uh, for uh, Fringe Festival opening night at uh, Universal Theatre in the mid nineties. You know when Triple R was over on uh, Victoria Street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right in Fitzroy. Yeah, in Fitzroy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that was that was pretty. Uh, Extreme. How do you find uh, audiences react to your uh, performances? Uh, well, I haven't had any audiences trying to kill me yet, so that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> I, I remember one one uh, poetry slam. I, I actually won somehow. Skills, of course, mm. skills. One poetry slam that, that I was I was in in St Kilda at like. Um, I can't remember the venue. Doesn't really matter. I think it was Dick Whittington or something like that. <laughs> the, the bar people like like really enjoyed my poems. So like I often get that when I do do poetry like around like you know regular venues where there's like people who who aren't there for the poetry but just happen to hear it anyway. They they tend to get sucked into it and go, oh, I like that. Yeah, they didn't realise that they really liked poetry. So just think of this, uh, listeners. Paul Skeck is the artist that's one of the safest um, poets to listen to because nobody has yet attempted to kill him at a poetry gig. Well, um, we'd better hear some more from you before we uh, throw you out and let uh, Talk Back With Attitude come on. So let's have another one. Cool, cool. Any requests? How about uh, the the one about the, the World Cup football, the World Cup soccer draw? Have you got uh... that? I think I'm a bit under energetic for that one. <laughs> and that was just a list anyway. <laughs> uh, well, why not? Um, okay. Okay, random haiku generation one. Elizabeth, I picture you as a hot jungle planet with small ice caps. Yeah. My tides of virility are at a low ebb. <laughs> Sound poem. Sound haiku. (laughs) Modesty to the point of poverty. Ah, this one was published in uh, Belgian magazine. In Belgian. But I'll read the English version. Because I don't know Belgian. Poetry is like astronomy for the soul. Who knows what lights we'll see shining in the skies tonight. When small children wake, there's no need for an alarm clock. The view never belongs to you. You belong to the view. Ah. Oh. <laughs> a black hole opened on my desktop and ate all my files. <laughs> Home is a soccer ball endlessly bouncing against the garage wall. Published in a small magazine called Modpiece. Ah, yes. This isn't strictly haiku because it's rather longish. The cool, the cool, the cool thing about watching ads is laughing at stuff you'll never buy. Or sad slogans like, part-time of your life. The questions in your mind. 60 conundrums every hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
My son is so talented, he makes apple juice out of oranges. Love is a four-year-old jumping on your stomach at six in the morning. Boing. I had more somewhere else, but I do not know where they are. Um, never mind. We'll just have to um, have some lacunae in the canon there. Yes. Um, oh, yes, lacunae in the canon. Yes. How we must Ma- not forget. Yes. Can you explain that to our listeners? Lacunae in the canon. Quite a few years ago, I discovered the Latin word lacuna, lacunae, uh, meaning like gaps in, in, uh, gaps in a narrative or knowledge, gaps. Got inter- very interested in the gaps between what's known. And the canon. And like, mi- big pardon? The canon. Canon. Cannons go not, boom. No, not that sort oh, of cannon. Oh, wrong cannon. You well, know, that, that's single the other thing. Well, I, I, like the other, I like the boom cannons. Oh, right. Um, bit of a fan of that sort of stuff. 1812 sort of. Overture, Tchaikovsky, that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah. But the, the cannon we're talking about is, um, you know, the, the great masterworks by the great masters, and there are gaps, and I'm afraid that we're going to create a gap in your great masterworks because we're out of time. So the voice of Paul Schketz is uh, one of the ghoulish presences on the Melbourne grassroots poetry scene, and he has finished his stint on 3CR Spoken Word. Many thanks for being my guest on the program today. As a special memento to our guests, we offer a choice of the 3CR Spoken Word Wooden Spoon, the 3CR Spoken Word Mega Kitch Tea Towel, or the 3CR Spoken Word Roll of Embroidered Toilet Paper, which is a true delight on those sensitive regions. So what souvenir would you like to take away from 3CR? You've got 10 seconds to think about it. I'll take the spoon then. Why? It's wood. (laughs) Wood. Yeah, wood. Okay, we're just about uh, running out of time here. Penultimately, a word about live poetry gigs you can find in Melbourne. There's the Dan O'Connell Hotel Carlton, has poetry every Saturday afternoon. Passionate Tongues at the Brunswick Hotel every second Monday night. 3CR Spoken Word is on every Thursday morning, 9 to 9.30, 8.55 on the AM dial and web-streamed on www.3cr.org.au. Until next time, this is Santo Cazzati signing off and shutting down.
Mati que 